And joining us now on Unpacking It is Brock Heward. He spent time in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts. He was also a three-year starter at the University of Washington. He's been a college football analyst for ESPN for 10 years. He co-hosts a morning radio show on 710 ESPN Seattle. He's an analyst for the Seattle Seahawks. He's also the podcast host of Above and Beyond the Intersection of Faith and Sports. Most importantly, he's a follower of Jesus, a husband, and a father. Brock, it's so great to have you on today. How are you? You know, Bryce, I'm doing great, man. And just uh, that introduction, I am so glad that our worlds could intersect here, you know, and and get to know you and and talk to you a little bit off the air and, and see your heart and your vision for what you're doing uh, man, I'm just, I'm stoked. I'm glad we get to unpack it together and, and be a part of this and, and uh, need to see it happen. Absolutely. No, I'm very thankful. And uh, we'll, we'll start with a little football talk and we'll start with college football though. And you cover, you know, all the storylines, all the different teams, but, but is there, there one team or one storyline that, that has you more intrigued that, than even most other fans or even other analysts that, that really has your attention? Well, I think there's two situations, Bryce, that I would look at and put kind of in a similar box in that way. And it's a storyline that we've seen played out over the last few years of college football. And that is that college program who has watched some of their players turn down the NFL and go back to college Mm. and say, you know what? I'm really enjoying the journey collegiately. And I love my coaches. I love my teammates. I love the program. I'm not ready to just go be a pro. I want to be together with my teammates for one more year and see what we can do. And and a few years ago, it was in East Lansing up in Michigan and Michigan state made the playoff last year. It was down in Georgia with Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, a couple running backs that could have gone to the pros and said, Nope, Nope, I want to go back to school and, and see what we can do. And obviously they were, well, a player or two away from winning the national title. And this year there's two. There's one on your coast and one on my coast uh, out here. And that would be Clemson with Dabo Sweeney, who oh, yeah. I've gotten to know over the years and who I actually taped a, a, one of my podcasts with that's going to come out during the season and one of my favorites nice. uh, in the two years of doing the podcast. And and uh, and watching Dabo in, in, in just his program and his players and his teammates and and like three of his defensive linemen said, no, I don't want to go to the NFL. I love what we got going on at Clemson, and I want to be a part of it. And the same thing where, where I went to school, at the University of Washington. Uh, their, their coach, Chris Peterson, has done a phenomenal job. Their left tackle, Trey Adams, their running back, Miles Gaskin, maybe names that aren't familiar to everybody uh, all across the country, but they sacrificed in the same way because they wanted to finish their story. They wanted to unpack their final season of eligibility and I love those storylines because we hear so much of the other ones of guys being used and guys wanting to leave and guys and all the, all the Ill, ills of college football. I love when it's presented the other way, and those will be two stories I'll watch closely. I love it. It's a great perspective. Brock Heward with us right now on Unpacking It, former NFL quarterback. Now he's a college football analyst and, and podcast host of Above and Beyond. And, and so you're also out in Seattle. And so every, every morning you're, you're talking – on the radio about Seattle sports and and during the preseason you're you're doing TV for for the Seahawks and and so I'm a I'm a Panthers fan I'm I'm in Charlotte and and you know follow the team and all that well we've always kept an eye on Seattle and and I've got to ask you as somebody who's who's in it what what's happened to the Seahawks these last couple of years from from your perspective because we think back to the the Super Bowl loss to New England and ever since then 
it's just been kind of confusing and just kind of hard to to wrap our mind around what what's going on with Seattle. So what what, what do you make of all that? Yeah. Yeah, Bryce, good question. And and I would say we do have relationship because the Panthers and Seahawks have played a lot of meaningful games over oh, the yeah. years, right? The Seahawks oh, yeah. ended the, 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 the Panthers season in 14. The Panthers ended the Seahawks season, I think, in 15 in the playoffs and, and have gone back and forth every regular season seemingly and played. And, yeah, we've had a lot of relationship on the field. I would say as far as the, the culture and, and just, you know, watching the Seahawks thing unfold after their two Super Bowls, winning one, losing one, is you've seen just an erosion of some of their brand. And, and what I mean by that, and that sounds really harsh, mm-hmm. but, you know, Pete Carroll is all about compete. He wrote a book about it. It's what he built the program on. It's what he built his dynasty at USC on. It's compete every day and compete every day. And, you know, I think, you know, good and bad, you had so many talented players uh, for so many years making a lot of money that there just wasn't legitimate competition. Those guys were not going to lose their jobs. They were going to be a part of this thing with all the guaranteed money. And they got older. Uh, they got a little bit satisfied. And they certainly got self-empowered uh, uh, with some of their own imaging and oh, messaging yeah. over that of the team and the competition. So I think you felt some of that uh, from afar as much as anything. And now they're resetting, they're restarting, and they're doing so, kind of like Carolina did in a way. When they had to reset some of their roster, at least you're doing it with a franchise quarterback, and that gives us still a lot of hope in Seattle. Brock Heward, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's a college football analyst for ESPN, and he's also a, a morning radio host in Seattle. And, and so as I was looking at your, your bio and thinking about all these different platforms that you're on from, from podcast to TV to, to radio, how, how do you approach each and, and what do you appreciate about each media outlet that you're on? Oh, that's an awesome question too, Bryce. Yeah, they're all a little bit different. I don't think there's any question. The, the podcast has been by far work I do, and I'm not afraid to, to say that, and that's not a slight on anything else I do and some of the ministry opportunities on a daily basis that I get on the radio in my building, with my, with my co-host, with our audience. It's unique. It's personal. We've been at it about a decade. So there's a lot of tremendous relationship in our community, and I love that aspect of it. I love connecting with everybody in my building and everybody listening and, and our advertisers. So for me, I kind of put it in that silo. That is a connection job. Uh, the TV is a little bit like Ocean's Eleven. You know, we've got about 35 on our crew. We're from all over the country. We fly in, we do our job, then we scatter. Then we fly in, we do our job, and we scatter. And we become really close in the season because of that. So there, too, is a kind of a unique connection in that way. And then this podcast world has just kind of just been an absolute blessing. Um, it's been kind of the payoff, I think, in many ways, of a lot of that other work. And, mm-hmm. you know, Bryson, talking to you a little bit, there's a similar – I think a similar story where, you know, you were doing it in the secular community and world for so long, and, and I'm sure in some ways still are, but this is a real ministry for you. And being able to jump in with two feet and full time, really serving the Lord with unpacking it is, uh, is a bit of what the, the Above and Beyond podcast is for me. It's ministry. It has been meaningful. It's been the most fulfilling work in the media business for me uh, by a long shot. Wow. And, and, and I love the podcast. Enjoy listening when I'm working in, in the yard and, and just some amazing stories and conversations. Matt Hasselbeck and Jake Locker and, and all these different guys. What, what, have maybe been, what has been the biggest takeaway for you as you've now been doing this? How many episodes? A lot, season two? And, and so, yeah. yeah, what's been the big yep. takeaway? 
Yeah, you know, it less of me and more of him, please. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think that that is the, the reminder and lesson for all of us is just get out of the way. You know, I got to sit uh, under a great teacher and, and discipled by Ken Etcherson, who's a pastor, a former Seahawks player out here in the Pacific Northwest at Antioch Bible Church. And, and that would be often his prayer before every sermon was just move him out of the way so the Lord could do whatever he wanted to whoever he wanted in whatever way he wanted. And uh, that's really my prayer every time with this podcast is just get me out of the way. And I've got a wonderful producer, uh, James Osborne, who works on our radio show as well. And he's a super sounding board and accountability partner. He loves the Lord. And, you know, we were just talking the other day and he's like, you know, season one uh, was so cool. And we got out of the way more and more and more. And season two, I think just like anything, you try to well, what can we do here, and how can we improve that? And you have like all this kind of focus, which is great, but ultimately just get out of the way hmm. and uh, and let the Lord open the doors to those He's He wants their message shared, and close those doors that that aren't quite you know uh, in His timing and in His will. So I think as much as anything, Bryce, that's what I've learned. It's just my my taste of ministry, I guess, of just really trusting the Lord that uh, this is His, and it's certainly not mine. Ah, it's it's great. Check it out. The podcast available wherever podcasts are found. It's called Above and Beyond the Intersection of Faith and Sports. We're talking with Brock Heward right now on Unpacking It. And and so normally you're you're interviewing other guys and they're sharing their their story of faith. And so we, we do a little bit of that as well here on our show. And so I'll ask you, what was your life like before you started following Jesus? Yeah, it was uh, a mess. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I thank God by the grace of God uh, that he knocked on my heart at a young age, a very young age uh, in, in my home that, uh, that, you know, I was called. I was watching the 700 Club at times instead of cartoons. I was wondering about where I was going in my life, even at a very young, kind of intense age. Wow. And, uh, and I had a youth pastor come into my life in seventh grade, Scott Sears, who said, you know what? Uh, you're a pretty intense kid. Uh, you come from a football family. So my dad was a, a Hall of Fame coach in our hometown. My older brother, you know, was an awesome quarterback, played 12 years in the NFL and, and everything else. And, and he could see that football was a big part of my life and my family's life. But he knew that there was a lot more. And he knew, I think, for the way that I was wired and some of my emotion and intensity that I better find the Lord or this thing could uh, <laughs> could cream off the other side. So yeah. he uh, he poured into me. I came to the Lord as a freshman in, in high school. I gave my life to him and found, you know, a whole lot of peace and security. And I, I think probably from ninth grade to where I sit at 42 years of age and what I just shared with you, get out of the way. Mm. Just And the more that I did that throughout my career, the more I do that as a dad, the more I do that in my marriage as a husband, the more that I just truly can die to myself uh, on a daily basis and give more of, you know, just the, the Lord to all of those relationships, man, there's so much infinitely more peace and joy and all the fruits of the Spirit that come from it. Amen. I, I love it. Brock Heward with us on Unpacking It. And and so as you, you look back at this this journey of faith, and, and thankfully it, it started at a, a young age, when, when you think back to some defining moments, defining seasons of life, what what comes to mind where, where you just really look back and go, man, that was a season where, where God really worked and I really grew in my faith and my reliance in him. That's, a, that's awesome. I got married young, so we got married right out, of, right out of college. My wife, Molly, and I have been married 19 years now, and I am so thankful that at every turn and every season, that, that the, and, I, and I really encourage 
so many of those that follow the Lord, that if you just get on your knees and pray for those that can come and shape and empower and love on your life, you know, that has certainly been my, one of my messages as well. To get out of the way, number one, and number two, get on your knees and pray for that accountability. And I have had that, whether that was Scott through my high school years, whether that was Mike Gunn in my college years, whether that was Carl Payne and Eric Simpson, the team chaplains with the Seahawks and Colts, whether that's the men's group that I'm in now with the two Steves and Graham. It's just those, those men that, uh, that have been so important, the Tony Dungies of the world that have played such an impact in my life, Bryce. So mm. that is probably um, as much as my, uh, my byline or my messaging as I could possibly encourage is just lean into the Lord, seek accountability, and he will certainly has for me for decades of my journey and my walk. I need that. I'm a team guy. I, you know, I grew up, as I said, my home was a football home, a team home. I knew the meaning of team and we still need it. And, uh, and I still need that accountability and, uh, and the men in, in my life that helped shape it. Oh gosh. So good. And I want to ask you about your brothers in, in a moment. Uh, but, but in, in speaking about just some of these key messages that, that are so important in your life and, and have been over the years, I know as the, the football season begins, coaches are always hammering, you know, maybe one or two points as kind of the focus for the, the season. Where you're at today in your life, what, what's been on your heart and, and mind lately as, as you study and spend time with God? What, what's been the, the most recent focus for you? Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's fun because uh, just this last year, I got uh, to share at a really neat conference. Uh, it's called the Higher Ground Conference out in the Pacific Northwest and, and in kind of approaching that. And in, in many of these speaking opportunities, I do just that, Bryce. I'm like, what is the Lord teaching me right now? I try not to just give all my impactful stories. And there were certainly some of them in, in my conversion and lessons that I've learned through the years. But really is what is the Lord uh, shaping me and teaching me right now in my life? And right now, and at that conference, I said to the folks putting it on, I said, is there any way that I can just bring my accountability group and we can just bring the table from the little coffee shop that we, uh, that we meet at every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Can I bring that table and just put it on stage? And then can we just spend the 45 minutes together with these men and 600 men at this conference and just walk them through what we do Wednesday mornings at 5 a.m.? Because that's where I'm at in my life right now. Wow. You know, that's where I'm at in my marriage. That's where I'm at parenting. I've got a a 15 and a half year old daughter and a 13 year old daughter and eight year old son. And we're just right in the midst of parenting teenagers, right. And losing some of the control and trying to love it and, uh, and walk through that faithfully and not have like a, a sense of overbearing control, but that they've got to, got to grow and, and they've got to find their relationship with the Lord. And, and so that I think is where more than anything, Bryce, I'm at right now. And would just, again, double down and encourage those, men and women that are listening right now and, and, and any young people that are listening right now, you're just not going to do it alone. Mm. Uh, we have this, uh, this flag around town here in Seattle and it was more prominent in the Super Bowl runs than maybe it is right now, but it's the 12th man flag. Mm. So if you were to drive around and, and hang out with me for a day and drive all around, you'd see all these number 12 flags. And what that is, is a reminder, honestly, to me is the 12 disciples. Mm. They needed one another Right? Mm. Jesus needed his team of men. He needed those guys for the good, the bad, the ugly, the failures, the successes, <laughs> the ego, the, all the stuff that they walked through in life with him. And certainly, um, you know, that he empowered their, their ministry in, in the early church. But they needed one another. And mm. we do as well. And I would just double down in that way that you're not ever alone. And uh, to seek that love and that accountability group that's been just really pertinent in my life. 
Wow. I, I tell you what, Brock, it's amazing because the, I, I've interviewed two other guys in, in recent weeks, and that's been their message as well. So, so God's really speaking through our guests on this show just about accountability and, and fellowship and, and just that, that community aspect uh, is just so important for, for all of us as we, as we grow in our faith. And so uh, appreciate your, your perspective on that. And I, I love the, the concept of, of bringing your accountability buddies to this conference. That, that's really cool to hear. That's a good story. And it was really neat, you know, and you just think of that word, you know, accountability. And we throw it around all the time, but the ability and being able to be counted on. And it's not just a, oh, I need you so bad. And, oh, I'm just like this, this seeker that needs someone. No, it's that you're also able to be counted on, to understand that God uses every one of us in our, in our giftedness, in our successes, in our failures, you know, that yes, you need others, but others need you too. Mm. And they need your gifts to be poured into them and to be shared with them and, and your story to pour into them and to be able to be counted on both ways. It's not just a taker relationship that, Oh, I need this group. And where can I find this group? No, you're part of that. You're part of that story. And every one of us has a powerful story and testimony to share. Mm, so good. Brock Heward, our guest right now on Unpacking It. You know him from ESPN. He also hosts a radio show in Seattle and is an analyst for the Seahawks. Uh, but he's also got an awesome podcast called Above and Beyond, the intersection of faith and sports. And so highly recommend you checking that out. And, and you mentioned uh, your, your family, and, and I'm one of three boys. And so I know you've got an older brother and a younger brother. So, so what impact have, have they had on your life, and, and what role do your brothers play in your life? Pretty competitive home. <laughs> That's what we were. Uh, I like to joke and say we were the poor man Manning's family. Nice. Right? Eli, Peyton, they played a long time, won Super Bowls. Damon, Damon played 12 years. He played a long time. Yeah. I fooled him for six years. And then my little brother is a phenomenal coach. He's down at, in Sacramento at Sacramento State as an offensive coordinator and and two beautiful little girls himself. And to be honest with you, that's probably where so much of our time and our energy is spent relationally is all of our kiddos and mm. trying to be, you know, good dads and certainly good uncles uh, to all the nieces and nephews. And, and, you know, we actually just over this last weekend, uh, we were down visiting my parents in Puyallup, a uh, small town, about 45 minutes, not so small anymore, small when we grew up, but it's <laughs> grown up like everything else. And we were celebrating mom and dad's 46th wedding anniversary. And uh, my mom and dad love family. They love the grandkids. And, man, just looking around the table the other day, like, gosh, look at all these kids. And I can remember when I was, you know, my nephew's age, who's a little quarterback in, in, in our area and a great little quarterback, and thinking, I remember when I was 16. And looking at my daughter, I remember when I was 15 and walking through you know, all that life brings teenagers in these days and ages, day and age. So that's what we spend a whole lot of time and energy on. Oh, that, that's really cool. Brock Hjord, man, it's been awesome talking with you. And, and I've got one just kind of final random question as, as I was researching about you. And it just kind of jumped out to me because uh, I, I studied broadcasting in college and I got a sociology minor. And so I saw that you graduated from Washington with a psychology degree so how does that play into your, your life, and, and, and how did you end up doing psychology? Yeah, my psychosis every day of why I'm doing sports talk radio and getting up at 5 a.m. I was actually um, was a guy. I loved – if football not worked out, I think I'd have continued down that road, Bryce, to do the pre-med thing. Uh, football did work out, and I loved just the psychology and kind of the – 
an overthinker. It's why I'm also an analyst to do the college football games. It hurt me as a player, especially <laughs> professionally, but it's been a pretty good thing uh, as an analyst to try to think through everything and ultimately landed on, on that degree. I, I will say this too, lastly, if anyone's listening and they're like, gosh, does this guy ever shut up? He just talks a lot. He sounds like these sports talk guys. Just know that above and beyond gets me out of the way. And it's a lot less of me and a whole lot more of some awesome testimonies, a whole lot like you're doing, Bryce. And uh, and keep it up. I love what you're doing. Uh, thanks for having me uh, be a part of this thing. And keep doing what you're doing, bro. Oh, absolutely. No, thank, thankful for what you're doing. And, and encourage people to check out the podcast, Above and Beyond. He's Brock Heward. He's the host. It's the intersection of faith and sports, and they go real in-depth on, on these players and these coaches and their broadcasters and their stories, and uh, really cool to check it out. So uh, encourage you there, and uh, Brock, we'll be watching you throughout the, the college football season as, as you're an analyst during games and then during the week previewing games and breaking games down. And so uh, keep up the great work, and we'll, we'll definitely have to do this again soon. I would, like, I would sure like to do that, Bryce, and you too, man. I love I love that you're out there, that you've got a heart to do this, to connect the sports fans and the Christians together, because I think it's an amazing ministry. And I know that you have felt this, that people want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. They really want to dig in. I think that's the beauty of the day and age that we live in. And just keep doing what you're doing. Amen. Amen. I appreciate it, Brock. He's Brock Hjord joining us here on Unpacking It.